Hello, this is Pastor Sam Velez, and I'm so glad that you're joining us for our service. We hope you enjoy this message today, that it blesses your life and your families. We love you. We're talking about the power of our words. And, I, and when we first kicked off the series, I talked about how James says that the tongue needs to be tamed. That the tongue can tear someone down or build someone up. There's so much in our words. And so I want to encourage you with this. As we continue into 2023, as we continue into following God, I will encourage you to watch your words, to watch your words. Because like I said, when we kicked off the series, words carry a direction. They don't only have weight, they carry direction. And in the direction that they go to determines what you experience. And so we have to be careful with the words that we carry, the words that we say, what we say to people and what we say to ourselves. Because words matter. Words matter. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Mark uh, chapter 11. Mark 11, 22 through 25. Mark 11, 22 through 25. It says this. It says, then Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea. And it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, uh-oh, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Jesus said, if you got a mountain, speak to it, and then he also said, but also, hold up. Forgive so that God can forgive you as well. So our words are words to use to tear down strongholds, and they're also used to heal relationships. Then the main point is this, church, that Jesus is telling his people anything that we are expecting to transform in our life starts with faith. Because if the root of my heart, the root of my heart is built in faith, then the things that come out of my mouth come out in faith as well. Church, mountains represent a lot of things. Mountains are obstacles, situations, problems that are out of your control. There are situations that you're like, you know what? God, I can't do this. I, I, I've tried this. I've tried that. I've I've made these decisions. I've gone to these doctors. I've, I've, I've done these things, but Lord, I can't. And mountains are those kind of things that are they're in your way. They're stopping you from going forward in life. So when the Bible speaks of mountains, that's what it is. They are obstacles that are out of your hand. They are obstacles that are out of your power. Out of the, what you can do in your strength. In the natural, you need something supernatural to move the mountain. And I thank God that he sent his son, Jesus. Because it's through Christ that we can speak to the mountain and it should move. Amen? 
I want to show you a story in the Bible where they were dealing with a situation that was out of their hands. But because of their posture, God comes in forward and changes the situation. If you're taking notes, the title of my message is there's power in your posture. There's power in your posture. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to 2 Chronicles. This is really where we're going to stay at today. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, 1 through 20. It's in the Old Testament. If you're not used to it, it's, it's there in the middle, I promise you. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, 1 through 20. The Bible says this. After this, the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Manunites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hazan Tamar. This was another name for En Gedi. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of all the kingdom of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. O our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled, settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us and rescue us. Amen. And now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt, so they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us, for they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. O oh, our God, once you stop them, we are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking for your help, for, to you for help. As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Haziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, son of Madaniah, a Levite who is a descendant of Asaph. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens up into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you. O people of Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. 
Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Koath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early in the next morning, the army of Judah went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way to Jehoshaphat, on the way Jehoshaphat stopped and said, "Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in His prophets, and you will succeed." After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising Him for His holy splendor. And then after that, if you keep on reading, the Bible says that because they did that. The Lord caused those armies to fight against themselves, and there was a victory that day. I wanted to share this story with you because I want you to see what it looks like to respond to a mountain. To respond to things that are out of your power. The Bible says that they were surrounded. That other nations had gathered together to attack Israel. And Jehoshaphat The first thing he does, the Bible says, is that he stands before the Lord. Can I tell you this morning, church, that your posture matters. Your posture matters. Because if you're not careful, when you allow fear and the mountains to come into your life, you will have a posture that stands before other men, other opinions, other ideas, instead of standing In front of the Lord. You have to ask yourself this. When problems come, what do I do first? Evaluate yourself. What do you usually do first? Do you call somebody? Do you, uh, I don't know, drive somewhere? What do you do first? Because that tells you exactly where your reliance stands. And so the Bible says that Jehoshaphat stood before the Lord and began to pray. And not only did he do it, he got the whole nation to do this. Because he understood that if there was going to be a victory for them, it could only be, be, be done through God. And so sometimes our words come in the form of prayer and they come in the form of praise. Sometimes the words that you need to use are not words of fear or anger or words of other, other, no, no, sometimes the form of the words that you're going to use has to come through prayer. The biggest wrestling matches that you have have to come through prayer. Not through people. There's nothing wrong with getting help. There's nothing wrong with getting wisdom because the Bible says to seek wise counsel. There's nothing wrong with that. But people cannot be your idol. People cannot be the one person. Oh, they're that one person I can call on. That's great, but it better be God first. Because they are not God. Me and you are human. We are not God. And we don't get it right all the time. Nor do me and you have the power that God has. So what can we learn from this situation There's only one point from this whole message today. Is you need to take your stand. You need to take your stand. 
And what did the people of Israel do? They, they asked for help expressing confidence in God. They asked for help expressing confidence in God. Church, can I tell you something? If you begin your prayer by doubting, your prayer will always have a limp. If you begin your prayers by doubting, your prayers will always have an No, no. What, is that? what happens first? The Bible says that they were declaring who God was first. They were using their words to declare who God was first. Church, you have to understand something. The moment that you begin to declare your problems first is the moment you will continuously experience your problems all the time first. But when you learn to declare God first, you, you take your eyes off the, off the problem and your eyes go to the problem solver. And if I can get my eyes on the problem solver, I'll be able to have the faith to take on the mountain. You begin to declare God first. So when you're praying, your prayer shouldn't start off with, oh God, this person or this situation is just too big. Too, no, no, God, I thank you. That you're the God above the, above the universe. God, I thank you that you're the creator. God, I thank you. That's how you pray. The people of Israel began to declare who God was first before anything else. That's why I, I was so passionate about this song, All Hail King Jesus. Because it took our eyes off of us and off of who he is. It took my eyes off of me to see him. And so church, your confidence and your declarations need to be on him first because your declarations will lead to your deliverances. They will lead to your deliverances. But it starts by declaring who God is. It starts by having faith in who God is. It starts by believing God. And trusting him. And having faith that, man, God, you do have the power to move this mountain. You do have, I, God, you do have the power to deal with this situation that's out of my hands. Some of you, you've tried everything already. You've gone to who you can go to. You've talked to who you can talk to. And only the hand of God can make that mountain move. But it starts with God and it ends with God. And it begins with our faith. If you look at the Gospels, what happens a lot of times in the Gospels that when we read the Gospel, it says, and it happened according to their faith. The miracles happened according to their faith. Not according to their facts, not according to their ideas, according to their faith despite the facts. According to their faith, despite what they were seeing and feeling and dealing with. The Bible says they experienced the miraculous according to their faith. Why do you think Jesus, when Peter's all surprised, when Jesus makes that statement that we just read, Jesus had just cursed a fig tree. And then the next day, the fig tree had withered up and it died. And Peter was like, oh my gosh, Jesus that, that, that fig tree that you spoke against, it's, not, it's dead. It's not there. And Jesus is like, yeah, have faith. And then he goes on to talk about the mountain. 
of what it looks like to have the kind of faith that you are not only speaking to the mountain, but you're believing that the mountain can move and the Bible says you will receive it. You will receive it. But it starts with our declarations, church. It starts with the faith on the inside. It starts with our words. I'm no longer, church, you have to get to a place where you say, I'm no longer going to talk about the problem. I'm no longer going I'm I'm no to declare the problems that are over my life. I'm no longer going to declare that, oh my gosh, this problem. And, because here's the thing, I don't know if you ever met someone that all that comes out of their mouth is a problem. And the question I always have for that person is, did you pray about this? Well, yeah, no, no, no. Did you really pray about this? Did you really pause and take a step back and see and pray through the lens of faith? Because if that was the case, then your conversation would be different. It'd be different. Your declarations would be different. So the Bible says that's what they did. Jehoshaphat began to declare, oh God, he, you could, we just read it. He starts declaring how great God is. And then what happens next? What do they do? They remembered who, what God did. It's not just declaring who God is, but remembering what he's already done. They remembered. You have to understand, church, sometimes you have to get to a place where you have to remember what God has done to give you grace and faith for your future. Sometimes you have to get to a place, church, where you have to sit back and remember a situation where you prayed to God and God did something miraculous. God did something that only he could do. Because yesterday's faith is faith for your future tomorrow. You remember. You remember. Man, I remember. And if you're kind of new in this walk with Jesus and you're kind of understanding this, Remember when you first gave your life to God, how much things changed for the better. Remember that moment. For some of you, you have to remember the moment in your past. Maybe some of you in this room. And there's a, we, we had kingdom men on Friday. And there's this man that, that has a great testimony. But he was into drugs and, and gangs and all these things. And, and I, I told him, I was like, brother, rem- let's be honest. If it wasn't for the grace of God over your life, you would be dead in a ditch somewhere. But because of God's love and grace, you're here to testify about it. So that tells me and you that there are things in our life that we have to remember. You got to remember, church. You can't let the situations in your life cloud your memory. You have to go back and remember because the same hand that took care of you yesterday is the same hand that will, you, that will move your mountains today. In Jesus' name. It's the same hand. The hand doesn't change. God does not change. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's the same God. And if he did it for you before, he can do it again today. He'll do it again, church. He's that kind of God. They remember. The Bible says they began to remember. Jehovah, Jehovah used to say, God, remember when, when our ancestors, and he goes back and he starts talking about it. Remember how, past, you know, I want to call him pastor, evangelist Tiff. Because Tiff usually corrects people when he, they call him pastor. 
I'm saving myself a rebuke from him. Evangelist Tiff. Remember what he said. He says that he talked about prayer, that prayer is this conversation. Talk to God about anything, he said. About anything. Just like when you call, when you pick up the phone and call your, your comadre, you talk about everything for like three hours. You're just sitting in your driveway. You're not going anywhere. You're just on the phone. It's the same thing with God. God wants you to talk to him about everything. About everything. Who more to God? If you're embarrassed by certain things, who more to God? Talk to God about everything. You don't have to go through a priest or through me to get forgiveness of your sins. God says, go to him. The Bible says in Hebrews, go come boldly to the throne of grace. So if you're discouraged today, I'm here to remind you, remember how God moved. And he's the same God. So the Bible says that the posture of a Jehoshaphat was when he heard that there was problems coming, that he stands before the Lord and begins the conversation. He uses his words to declare God, and then he uses words to remember who God is. They're words. Words carry directions. The Bible says that as he's declaring who God is, and, they're, and he's declaring, and the Bible says that as they're remembering, the Bible says what happens during all that that's happening, that they are praying and they are fasting. So they're declaring, they're remembering, and they're taking action. But the Bible says that as they began to pray and to fast and to declare, in the middle of all that, the Lord speaks to a man and he gives them a word. Oh, man, we've been needing a word, haven't we? Some of you are expecting a word. And when we begin to suppress, when we begin to submit to the Lord, and when our posture changes, we receive a word, church. A word of encouragement. A word of faith. A word that we needed that we could have not gotten without this situation. And can I tell you, Jesus is faithful to give us the word. He's faithful to give us the word. That's the kind of God we serve, church. That he would give us a word. And that word that he gave these people, the Bible says that that word, the first thing he says, don't be afraid or discouraged. The Lord will fight for you. Don't be afraid or discouraged. And then he, what did he tell them? He doesn't tell them to just stay there. He says, go over there. Stand before those people and watch God do something. And I'm here to encourage you. Stand before your mountain. Watch God do something. Stand. Don't retreat from your palms. Don't run away from your palms. Face your problems and watch the mountain move. Watch the mountains move. The Bible says the Spirit of God came. And he raises up a man to speak a word to the people that they needed in that moment. And that could only have been done with the right posture. They would have never received the word from the Lord, the plans, the clarity that they needed without the right 
posture. Some of you are asking God for clarity and you're making decisions and you will never get it without the right posture. You'll be confused, as confused as ever, without the right posture. Because the right posture, church, is where I find the clarity that I need. The word that I need in that moment. It's a supernatural thing that you can only get from God. What is the Bible? I love that the Bible tells them to go and stand. They go, they go and they stand. And then the Bible says that they begin to praise and worship. And God responds by making the armies fight between themselves. They didn't have to do a thing. They didn't have to force anything. They didn't have to shoot arrows. They didn't have to get their swords out. They just simply changed their posture, declared who God was, remembered. And then they received the word of the Lord. For some of you in this room, Maybe you're impulsive and you're used to putting things in your own hands and you're trying to force things to happen your way because you think that it needs to be this way. Can I tell you, I want to encourage you, take a step back and let the hand of God do the work. Maybe you're praying for a son or a daughter and you're believing God. Can I tell you something? Take a step back and let the word of God and the Holy Spirit because you are not their Holy Spirit. Let God do the work change your posture it doesn't mean you stop talking let's say you're praying for a loved one it doesn't mean you stop talking to them or you walk away from them no you're there you're loving you're encouraging you're believing you're praying and you're watching God do the work I remember a testimony that pastor shared this lady was praying um, for uh, her mom to get saved for years, she was believing God. She would talk to her mom about God, and, you know, she would share the, the word of God with, with her mom. And her mom was always very like, you know, no, that, I th- you know, I'm happy that, you know, you believe in God. And all. It happened for years, and then he said that one day the mom decided to go to church. And she gave her life. You know how old the mom was when she finally decided? She was like 85. The Bible, with the Bible, the, what, the, what the pastor says is that that lady, her mom finally gave her life to God. She got baptized. She died years later, but I can't imagine the daughter going through what she was going through because she wanted her mom to know Jesus so bad. But she kept on believing God, she kept on declaring. She kept on speaking to the mountain. The mountain moved, church. And I want to encourage you the same. Don't be discouraged. Believe that Jesus can do it and you will receive it in Jesus' name. Believe. That's all. Jesus was simple. It wasn't complicated. He told Peter, yeah, have faith. That's all he said. He didn't have a formula. He didn't say, get on your knees and come from Del Mar all the way to ICM and you'll receive your healing. No, 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 no. He just said, have faith. 
I can imagine you just being like, have faith, and then going and talking to someone else and walking away. And you're like, that's it. That's all I've got to do. Like, have faith. Speak to the mountain. Believe, and you can receive. That's all it is. Christians, we, we have this problem. We make things more complicated than what it really is. We overcomplicate the Bible so much when it's really not that difficult. Are there passages and things? Yes, we've got to work through it. But at the, at the core of the gospel, it's not hard. The Bible says that the story ends with, with, with prayer and with, with praise. Church, sometimes the best words can, you can use is coming, will come in the form of worship. Sometimes there's going to be moments where you don't have, you don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. But what you can do is worship. Because worship will shake things up from things that are meant to keep you stuck. Worship changes the atmosphere. Worship encourages you. Worship breaks things off of you. Look at Peter and Paul and Silas. Beaten, imprisoned. And I'm talking about Bible times, when they said they beat someone, it wasn't like they punched them a few times. No, like they, they beat them. They beat them. The Bible says that in the middle of the night, they began to worship. And the jail shook with an earthquake. And they were set free from their chains. These people decided to worship. And God, in, his whole, in all his power, causes the enemies that were trying to kill their kids. Remember, this is war. If you know war, they're not just going to kill you. They want to kill you, your family, and everything that you have. But God causes the enemies to fight against each other, and they have a victory that day. May God cause every enemy to fall in Jesus' name over your life. May God cause every mountain to move in Jesus' name over your life. May this be the year that you see every mountain move in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining our service and for listening to us. We are located at 4519 East Del Mar Boulevard in Laredo, Texas. And we hope that you continue to be a part of our ICM family.